It's late. He sinks into a velvet armchair, looking up at me with eyes full of desire. Holding his hands firmly in place, I slide my right knee in between his legs and lean in, just close enough so he can smell my perfume and feel my breath on his neck. As I pass his right ear, I let out a little sigh while softly stroking his left earlobe before arching my back, revealing the deep dip of my spine for him to admire over my shoulders. I melt my body into his awaiting chest and feel him gulp and tense in expectation. I continue my descent down till I'm looking up at his enraptured face from the floor between his legs. Only now do I begin to remove my layers of sheer black lingerie while keeping his gaze firmly in my eyes. Slowly, I fold myself into an impossible pinup pose and flutter my long false eyelashes before softly whispering, shall we carry on? He nods and reaches his hand towards me, another crisp 20 pound note outstretched when the brutal strip club lights flicker on and the DJ comes over the speakers. That's all for tonight, gents. Please take your glasses to the bar. He looks at me, pained and still full of desire. I would love to see you again, I whisper. His eyes light up. So my next shift is Saturday from 5 to 9. Be sure and come early so we can spend lots more time together. My name is Buffy. My name is Heaven. And this is the final episode of Strippers in the Attic. Hello, Buffy. How are you? Very good, thank you. How are you? I mean, I'm great. I'm a little bit sad because this is our roundup episode. It is indeed. That has, you know, this has been our saving grace of the year of 2020 uh, to 21. So, you know, this this podcast um, and recording Strippers in the Attic started off as a really different thing and it's kind of blossomed into its own beautiful thing and it's been so great to do and we are going to be back guys yeah. uh but we're going to take a little hiatus and prepare for season two yes, we are. <laughs> so what's something that you've learned from doing this podcast that you just didn't think you were going to learn before i feel like this is some sort of motivational fucking speech <laughs> all right tony robbins yeah. calm down tell me <laughs> what do you feel you know about yourself as a woman now uh, I mean, it's just kind of reminded me of what a colourful life and what a colourful career I have had to date. Um, I think like when you work in a strip club, you know, there's the day-to-day monotony, but actually when you add it all up over a span of 10, 18 years in your case, um, it's like, wow, that's been really colourful. And I've met so many different kinds of people and learned so many different lessons that I didn't necessarily think I would learn. On yeah. day one. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the ground running. Yeah, but the, just going over it in the podcast has been such a lovely reminder for me of, of just all that fucking coolness that we enjoyed it's over true. the past. Yeah. It's true. I mean, our, our lives have definitely been colorful. Yeah. My parents have been listening to this episode. They were, they've been, <laughs> this episode, this season, um, they've been cool. With up everything, until, um, up until the David story, I think that was a challenge. Yeah, the the vibrating butt plug and the. And the well, my the dad was just man. like, "What if he hears a story? Do you think he's gonna like come and find them?" <laughs> he was worried for our safety. Yeah, he was a little bit worried. So I think that was a that was a challenging episode. 
Yes, but you know, it, it was a challenging yeah. thing for me to do. So we were all challenged by this <laughs> equally. I, actually, we were more challenged. I was, I was in the trenches doing it. Yeah, you actually were. I was just standing back, smelling it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, luckily you don't have a sense of smell. So actually, I feel like you escape quite lightly. It's true. You know, I've learned that my lack of smell is my stripper superpower. It is. It I mean, I knew it was, but then as I sort of recounted all the smells I've avoided, yeah, um, I realized. No wonder you've been a stripper for so long. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think that has actually seen me through. Yes, it's like not smelling anything, <laughs> I, I can get through this. Uh, but I have to say that, yeah, I mean, when I know we spoke about stripper resilience uh, before in one of our previous episodes, but it really has made me fucking resilient because getting through this year. I mean, it's not been easy, but it's definitely been made easier with our past and with the podcast so I'm very thankful basically for sure and I think that you know having some self-deprecation um and really finding the hilarity in all of life's weirdness um is is a is a service that will serve you well it will (laughs) yeah skill sets that one should yourself yeah try and do you know and (laughs) obviously for us we're you know you and I are in a position where we we do not speak for the sex work community. Uh, we just speak for ourselves. But, you know, we kind of set out at the beginning of all of this saying, you know, everything you think you know about strip clubs probably isn't true. And we're hoping as listeners that we've lived up to that, that maybe yeah. the preconceptions and stereotypes that you might have had about what this industry is like uh, isn't necessarily what it's like for everyone. Yeah. And not 100 percent of the time, you know, like so. it's varied. But, you know, I we, we do recognize that some people have less fun than us, but um, <laughs> we have a lot of fun. So <laughs> we hope that you've enjoyed hearing about all of our fun times. Yeah, we were just talking about actually how stripper friendships. It's true. And like just the difference between your sort of like stripper friendships and your like regular outside of the strip club friendships. And, um, and I think it, they just have an extra layer of connection. I think when you've shared that sort of strip club environment together yeah um and you've been naked especially around each other a lot I mean I have a lot of friends in my actual life that probably wouldn't get undressed in front of me but then I've got like you and me <laughs> and we'll like take a shit in front of each other it's and true. like sleep naked in a bed together and and it's just like it, there's a certain barrier that just is dropped it when is you're a stripper yeah friend. there's a there's a closeness that you get I mean I remember one of the strippers that I used to work with at Brown's had had some rather vigorous anal sex. <laughs> she was a little bit worried that her asshole was dropping out. And she was just like... But she thought she had a prolapse. I think she did. She didn't. Did she um, yeah. And she was like, can you... Because she didn't really want to go on stage with a prolapse. You know? I mean, uh, you don't want to do anything with a prolapse. No, you go to hospital. Yeah, she probably go to the doctor. Um, and I was like, oh, well, let's just have a look. So we like were in the changing room, which was also at that time where like we stored all the beer kegs. So... Um, and we're, ra- and we're rats congregating. <laughs> so it's a classy zone. And um, I was like, let's go. There's some really good, uh, you know, strip lighting where the, you know, like that sort of Tesco lighting. So I thought I'll, I'll really be able to see your asshole. <laughs> and um, I was like, okay, bend over. And she like bent over and like spread her ass cheeks. Her asshole was fine. I was like, I think you've just like ripped it a little bit, but it's fine. And right at that moment, the new potman who like had not ever worked in a strip club before, like walked by and turned seven shades of beetroot red <laughs> and my friend just like looked up and she was like 
hey <laughs> welcome to browns <laughs> and i was literally like bent over like an inspector gadget like looking into her asshole i had my eye like as close as you could humanly get i was like no i think everything's fine up there you're gonna be great just put some ointment on it you're gonna yeah, yeah. so see you know i want more friends like that yeah i mean i even had like girls that weren't even friends in the club i remember this one girl that like she wasn't particularly a friend but she'd <laughs> lost the bauble like she kinked at the bauble thing of her clip piercing on <laughs> And I was like, yeah, dude, I'll do it. And I just like <laughs> bent down there and got all up in her fanny. And it was fine. And, yeah, yeah, see, like, that's the stripper it back sisterhood. On and it's just like, yeah. I mean, it's good to have boundaries too. Don't you remember when your other stripper friend uh, tried to go down on you? Oh, yeah. Like, what are you doing? Well, that used to happen. Like, I was in a group of girlfriends and they were all quite happy to just like, fake fuck each other or even just fuck each other on stage <laughs> and like I wasn't down because I was always like no you guys are like my my sisters like I find it weird and then they were like Bleh. but then boring. I was doing a boring <laughs> I was doing a, a double dance with one of them and then she just like licked my pussy I was like no <laughs> stay away from that so see but like you could just talk it out you're yeah. still friends yeah, it wasn't totally like, still friends. you know didn't make your relationship any less strong um, well, like you, you let me wear like your most expensive, nicest underwear to go and get fucked in. It's true. And then I bring it I back I picked it to out you. for you. You but it out. No, so, actually, no, no, no. You <laughs> brought it back and you just like chucked it into the laundry because you're like a dirty little piggy. Didn't say anything to me. And as I was going through to do the laundry, because I, you know, I like put everything in a special little bag or whatever. It fell out of the fucking laundry basket and literally like clattered to the floor. on the ground. <laughs> I was like so spunked over. And I don't know, like you were obviously very happy to see this person before the underwear came up so it was like the most crusty snail trail i have ever experienced like in paper mache knickers yeah. yeah and i was like oh well we're washing those twice so and see i still have yeah. that underwear set it's in my drawer i'll wear it i've just i just washed Strip it twice friendship and yeah so <laughs> or like didn't you once wank a friend of yours off i did like at the end of the night because she was just like i'm horny i did <laughs> so she woke me she woke me up just saying that she was really horny and couldn't sleep and i was like oh my, all my sex toys under the bed knock yourself out she's like no you do it <laughs> so, i just had to like finger her no, she's like really annoyed about it just, like, i mean i was when i had manicured now so they're quite pointy and then i was like have you started your period she's like no i think you scratched me. <laughs> but she came and she went to bed and we're still really good friends nice. so. see that's the kind of closeness that you just don't and get i'm as hetero as you get yeah like, i i'm just like i've never fantasized about a vagina i'm super down with lesbians i think i'm super happy for you guys but it's all about big dick so yeah. i that was a very very friendly thing i did that was a friendly service I have no interest yeah. in fingering anyone um so yeah you know yeah Sex worker friendships are a special kind of friendship. For sure. And, you know, it. I think that for you non-sex workers out there, I hope that you realize that um, you don't have to be perfect, that mm -hmm. men are just happy to have access to any naked woman and they'll yeah. pay you for it, actually. So, you know, all the hangups that women have about, you know, vaginoplasties mm -hmm. or whatever the fuck, like you really, really don't need them. Yeah. Um, I've mean, seen vaginas that flap in the wind. <laughs> flap in the wind. <laughs> Dumbo wings. Are you talking about mine? No. <laughs> <laughs> you are not a flabby vagina. I've just got a big clit. Yeah. It's not even that big. A customer once referred to it as a small dick. <laughs> got a little dick. It's like, wow. I mean, I do. <laughs> 
if I was presented with a dick the size of your clit, I'd be furious. <laughs> so it's really not. We'd be back to that date, but worse. <laughs> like way, way, yeah. way worse. So see, once again. Um, so, you know, whatever you got, somebody wants to touch it yeah. and they will likely pay you for it. And actually the truth of the strip club is really like not that guys are going there to, to look at like these amazing 10 out of 10 girls doing sexy dances. They're just looking for connection. Yeah. And I think like anyone can provide that you know like it's not about what you look like and and yeah I've definitely learned that in the strip club I for sure I went there with a lot of body hang-ups um and I left with not nearly as many yeah so, and it also made me much more confident as I got older to be able to say what I want yeah, to sexually I yeah. swear it's given me better orgasms being a stripper because I am so open and chatty about it and like nothing embarrasses me either, no which is is fucking cool yeah to be honest and that's you know if anything you know the the sexiest thing you can have is confidence and i know people say that but it is actually true yeah. and i i think we'll probably explore this a little bit more um in series two and we'd love to hear from you guys uh what maybe you would like to hear about yeah. from us yeah. um so we're going to provide our email in the show notes so you can send us a direct email we'd love yes. to hear from you yes um whether you're a stripper or a civilian um <laughs> we'd love to hear about your thoughts and or if you just enjoyed the show um let us know we've you know we've had such a positive response to the show we've had so much press that came out we had yeah, it was amazing it was really surprising yeah. actually i mean i was super like wow that's lovely yeah People so really interested in what we've we have been to say. um chuffed so to everybody who has joined us every week thank you so so yeah, so much from the bottom of our so hearts much. um it's been really fun telling all of our gross and fun and yeah. funny and disgusting <laughs> stories and knowing that you know whether you were a sex worker or um you know just a normal person in the world that somehow it connected with you so um we've appreciated your ears yeah. big time thank you very much and yeah. we can't wait to have you listen to us again yeah this has been <laughs> great i'm so looking forward to season two already so yeah, yeah send too. us your ideas what we want to what you want us to talk about and yeah we'd love to Start planning our next season. Map it out. Yeah. Map out all the weird <laughs> vagina things we're going to tell you about. Anyway, um, wishing you guys all a wonderful, wonderful week, month, year, whatever. And we will be back very soon. We'll be back. All right. See you later, Heaven. See you later. Bye, Buffy. Mwah. Thanks for tuning in today. If you haven't already, we would really appreciate you hitting that subscribe button and leaving us a positive review. All show notes and social media links can be found on our website, www.strippersintheattic.com. This episode was brought to you by House of Vixens, produced by Stephen Armstrong. Editing and post-production by Adam Grigg. Original music by Myron Cohen and Hart McNee. And our artwork was brought to you by Ben Prescott. Thanks again for listening, everyone. I'm Buffy. And I'm Heaven. And together we are... Strippers in the Attic.